back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. Let's connect now with Congressman Rodney Davis. I'm Greg Bishop. It's 722, 55 degrees. Congressman, thanks for uh, taking time this morning with us on WMAY and a lot to cover, uh, including some recent votes and a lot of fingers being pointed. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm just always glad to be on with you because I'm shocked. you got a show every time I get on here. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see how long Maybe. that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Congressman, good to, uh, see you, Mike. good to speak with you. Buddy. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the debt ceiling. Uh, apparently, there's a yeah. deadline coming up this week, and uh, it's uh, something that uh, hasn't been done in years, uh, but it really is uh, also something that uh, could impact the full faith and credit of the United States of Illinois. What's going on with the debt ceiling? Well, the, the debt ceiling vote is, is something that you know I've I've supported in the past, but we've always had a plan to try to rein in spending at the same time. At the same time, the Democrats want Republicans to vote for a debt ceiling increase. They also were discussing spending $3.5 trillion in crippling tax increases and passing their Green New Deal agenda. I just can't be for that. And they're in charge. So they ought to be able to get the votes to do anything they want. Let's see if they can. Congressman, the uh, um, U.S. Senator from Illinois, of course, uh, Dick Durbin, pointing fingers yesterday uh, after a uh, test vote to increase the debt ceiling, I believe, uh, and have a continued resolution because there's also the possibility of uh, government uh, uh, shutdown if something's not done. Uh, he pointed fingers at Republicans and said, you know, Republicans just want to dine and dash. That that former President Trump had an involvement in all the spending during COVID as well, almost saying uh, that uh, you guys need to take responsibility as well for all the spending that's happened. <laughs> Dick Durbin said that. He said dine and dash. Uh, let me pull uh, up the, the, the yeah, let me pull up the uh, the quote oh, wow. really quick and just get your direct reaction to it uh, because uh, this came out uh, late yesterday after the uh, the failed vote in the Senate and he said that uh, let me pull it up here, got it right in front of me. Uh, right now our number one priority should be keeping the nation's economy on the path to recovery. Instead, Republicans are playing reckless political games with the economy and full faith and credit of the United States by refusing to pay the bill that Donald Trump helped rack up. This is disastrous dine and dash by congressional Republicans that America cannot afford. Well, I, just like Senator Durbin's always been there to spend taxpayer dollars, he was there to spend those dollars, and, and rightfully so, in a bipartisan way at the beginning of a pandemic. But in the end, uh, what Senator Durbin doesn't tell you is I can remember just a few years ago when we were in the majority and Senator Durbin kept calling for a clean CR. Let's do a clean continuing resolution. Let's do a clean debt ceiling increase. And instead, what he's trying to do is hide hide from discussing the $3.5 trillion that he wants to cast on to the American people. And that's where the disagreement is in Washington right now. I'll proudly, I'll proudly stand up against the $3.5 trillion package that Senator Durbin and Democrats want to pass on to the next generation. That's something we're going to continue to fight against. And and I'm kind of glad that uh, Senator Durbin's a little upset by the politics that's going on because he played a lot of politics over the last few decades in Washington, D.C. Congressman, is there anything in the $3.5 trillion that uh, Republicans can get on board with? Well, I'm sure I'm sure there are some good provisions in a $3.5 trillion package. But the overwhelming number of provisions are really progressive provisions that could cripple our economy. Uh, cripple our, our energy sector even more 
than Governor Pritzker signing the uh, energy bill in Illinois did just a few weeks ago. And, and that's saying something. Congressman, uh, we've got, of course, uh, a whole bunch of other things going on in Washington, D.C. I just saw a story about, uh, and this is something I was scratching my head about. (laughs) When I first saw it pop up, I was like, that can't be real. It can't be real that President Biden wants to surveil any transaction over $600 uh, in people's bank accounts. Uh, And the American Bankers Association pushed back against this. But uh, what's your understanding of the latest on this proposal? And, uh, you know, what would that mean for uh, your constituents, you know, listening here about, you know, ready to go make purchases for uh, an air conditioner or, you know, a refrigerator or whatever it may be? Uh, What's the latest on that possibility? It's crazy. I remember when the Democrats said they were the party of civil liberties. Uh, This is one of those provisions that kind of makes you take a step back and wonder why Democrats are in charge. Uh, They're continuing to try and decimate our financial sector. At the same time, um, at the same time, I mean, who wants to know that you spent six hundred dollars on a new water heater? Uh, I I don't. And, And frankly, it's another cost. It's going to raise the cost of doing business for our financial institutions, which ends up costing customers more. And that's something we've got to get. We've got to, we've got to get a handle on in the financial services sector because Dodd-Frank's already requiring a lot of banks to have compliance personnel, people that aren't doing anything to serve the customer but just filling out the required government paperwork. And this is another step that Democrats want to add to that. Congressman Rodney Davis with us on the WMAY morning news feed, 728. Uh, just a few more things here. Uh, let's see. You know, of course, you're in Congress, but uh, your constituents are in Illinois, so they kind of get uh, not just hit with everything that's coming out of Washington, D.C., but also everything that's coming out of uh, the, the state house. Uh, and we have uh, not really out of the state house, but out of the governor's office mandates for uh, health care workers, for educators, for college students to get uh, COVID-19 vaccines or to submit to testing. And we're seeing that it's causing some confusion. Uh, you've got uh, school districts saying that they're not going to be excluding uh, staff uh, who don't comply because of the uh, 1998 law, the Health Care Right of Conscience Act, saying that even though they may have the authority to keep people from school. They don't want to risk lengthy lawsuits that could cost taxpayers tens of thousands of dollars in trying to, to mitigate that. So they're asking for some clarity. Um, where, where are you at on this uh, this vaccine mandate and even the Biden uh, administration putting out uh, you know rules uh, or hoping to put rules out through OSHA to require the vaccine mandate? Uh, and the president's going to come to Chicago tomorrow uh, to promote that. Uh, what should happen here? Should should this be something that, uh, you know, we heard a, 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 a poll this morning saying that people are getting the vaccine because it's mandated. They're not getting the vaccine because they think it's for their best health. Uh, is that the best way to get people to, to accept this? Absolutely not. I think there's probably a reason I wasn't invited by the White House to go with the president of Illinois because they know that I'm not for mandates. As a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's pretty offensive to our healthcare heroes who worked throughout this entire pandemic. Some of them uh, caught the infection during the the worst of the pandemic. They've got natural immunity. They've got some questions about the vaccine. They they don't need to be fired from their job. And these are types of decisions that are best left to families rather than government. And unfortunately, we've seen that the vaccines that I've proudly told everybody, I, I think you reduce your risk of getting a very tough case of COVID by getting them. 
I got vaccinated, but at the same time, we're also seeing that they're not as effective as what the as what we were once told, and may have to actually do something on a more regular basis. It's okay to take a step back and make sure we have the science and the data without government telling us to do something and, and having people in places where we have a workforce shortage worry about losing their job. And we've seen uh, at least two teachers in Springfield uh, be on paid administrative leave or unpaid leave, I should say, uh, for for not wanting to uh, comply with the, the regular testing. We'll see how this impacts the healthcare sector as well. And uh, anytime that uh, the the OSHA rules come out, Congressman, just briefly on that, what are you hearing there? I mean, is it going to be a couple of weeks, or are these emergency temporary standards just going to pop out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, it's businesses have to comply? Uh, usually that's the way they operate here in Washington, unfortunately. Uh, I certainly hope that we get some clarity out of the rule makers, out of OSHA, out of the regulatory regime here in Washington, D.C. But at some point, we as Americans have to take a step back, and we've got, we've got to look at COVID as a risk management issue rather than a zero tolerance issue. Uh, I have my thoughts on where the virus came from, but it's not going back in the bottle. It's not going back in the test tube. We're going to have to live with it at some point, figure out how to manage this risk and get back to where we were pre-March 2020. And the Democratic Party in Washington and in Illinois, uh, they want to have a zero tolerance effort, which we're never going to succeed with a virus that's already been out there in our communities for so long. 